Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Kathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of choice, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy Hello, hello. In front of me, I have Sarah Teo, Director of Look Who's Talking, and uh, here she is, talking away. I am. Thanks for having me, Kathy. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. So, you've done a lot of work on team and culture and the business and the premises and customers. Like, there's nothing that has been left untouched in the last uh, year or so. Open the door, walk us in. What are we going to say? Oh, gosh, we're into the clinic, mm. you mean? Oh, um, pick a clinic. Which one? Which one? Which one? That's yep. very true. I guess, yeah. So since the last time we caught up, I guess, yeah, the team has, I think, probably grown three times yeah. in size. So there's three quite X. a bit. How many three, now? Yeah. We're up to 24 <sighs> in the team. Yeah. Does that include myself. Jack? Does that include Jack? We'll have to no. we'll have to let people in on Jack in a minute. Yeah, that's very true. Um, no, it doesn't include Jack. That's that's quite remiss of me. So twenty five yeah. director of fun uh, and games. Yep, exactly. Yes, can't leave him out. He's very important. So yeah. so who's Jack? Let's just we better put people out of their misery. Who's Jack? We better we better. He's become our our pseudo mascot. Really, at look who's talking. I don't know so. that there's any pseudo about it. No, we've definitely embraced him. We definitely embraced him. So, yes, he's our, he's quite an old puppet because we do mm. love puppets. Um, and he's an orangutan puppet from Taronga Zoo back in the day. And he has made a comeback and is literally, he sits in the front of our reception um, and at, at our main hub in Birkdale in Brisbane. And he's often dressed in different outfits. He might mm. make a special guest appearance and in a session or certainly on our socials. He's um, very busy. He's Quite very a selfie. Busy. Yep. That's right. And he is director of our fun and games. So he usually is in charge of booking all extracurricular activities for the team and, and those mm. sorts of things. And he's always there. So, And other than that, he just hangs around. Yep. Friendly and useful. All righty. So we've said good morning to Jack. And then who's who's there? Who's on your team nowadays? Who's on our team? So we have, I guess, the, the first people you see in the front door is our fabulous client care team. Mm. So there's usually two out the front. Uh, now we've had to get an extra big reception desk. So we've got five in our client care team. Mm. Um, so the wonderful ladies at the front will greet you and often have a chat. I think they get to talk more to the families mm. and things. than Yeah, half the time the clients like them the best. They do, they do. And it's they're such a great part of the team and such mm. an important part of the, cl- of the client's experience and their journey mm. um, that often I think when I first got into business, it, it you know, it, 
it's an important part, but I didn't really realise how important that part of it is yeah. to the our community that we work with mm. and how it's just nice to have someone that will help and answer the questions and, and take that time and, you know, print off some things so that they can yep. have a turn shredding and, you know, help <laughs> with the payments and things because that's, that's how we roll. Mm. Uh, out the front, mm. help you find all the Easter eggs that are hidden around the reception yep. area depending yep. on the theme. So Relevant for this week. And also yeah. just... Just check in on that real life about the traffic and the weather and the parking and holidays or no holidays or COVID or ISO or it's just that Absolutely. Chat, chat fest at the front waiting room. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, it's um, so when I was, when we first, when I first took over Look Who's Talking um, on Saturdays, it would be my mum that would come in and help on reception while I worked and saw clients and even now I'll get clients going, how's your mom? I miss, you know, sitting out and having a chat with her and mm. things like that. Usually I'd have to knock on the wall and going, excuse me, you're being a bit loud out there in reception. Yep. Yep. Stop so, the giggles, please. Too much fun is being had. Yeah. And every time, every time we do feedback surveys or client satisfaction and things like that, often it's the client care team that are mentioned about wow. how, yeah, they're in, you know, our clients appreciate that and you know, that surprises them. I guess they expect us to be, you know, the clinical team mm. to be really good, um, but always that client care experience and that it's just easy to ring up and talk to someone and, you know, mm. even today I could hear them talking to someone about um, they've just gotten it's a family that's just started their NDIS journey and we all know how wonderful mm. that can be um, and just, yeah, mm. out there talking talking through it and going, okay, show me your plan. Well, this is what, mm. no, no, it says your third party managed. And so it's just really lovely hearing them. I yeah. enjoy listening to yeah. them yeah. and how it is such an important part. Yeah. So before we get to everybody else, we'll just dwell yeah. on these wonderful humans. What, yeah. what have you done to kind of create that spirit and that energy and that customer focus, do you think? That's a really good question. I think you, we've found people who are passionate about mm. that role um, so that they're, they're really wonderful and it just comes naturally to them. It's also, I think, very important for me to ensure that everyone in the team feels like they're a part of the client journey and that they mm. play a really, really important part because they do um, and they're as equal, they're different, they're as equal as our clin mm. clinicians are to the experience. And I think constantly talking about that and they, you know, at our conference, the client care team present, um, they attend our professional development lunches, they mm. come to our workshop days, um, they present, they have supervision, um, the same as, as we do. It's, I guess it's thinking about them as just as much a part of the journey and that they're a career just as much as our career. Yeah. So it's yeah. growing it that way. And, and yeah, I think it's, it's employing people that just love other people, I guess, and, and enjoy working and helping. Hey, it's Natalie Naker Consulting's team member jumping in here quickly to talk about one of our core brand values, connection. That is why we have set up two really easy ways for you to connect with us on another level or find like-minded allied health business owners just like yourself. Join us and our growing community over at the Private Practice Made Perfect Facebook group. 
This is a vibrant and helpful community that shares some absolute gems to growing your business. Another way is by signing up to our love letter. <laughs> Only we could get away with naming a business newsletter a love letter. So get on in and sign up there so that you don't miss out on any of our events, freebies, new offers, and helpful industry insights that will keep you ahead of the game. Alrighty, let's dive back into the conversation. You probably find that that level of commitment may be a little unusual or not as typical as you perhaps think. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah, mm. quite very possibly, mm. very possibly. But there, I think we, we, I think it's that um, ethos of you know our one of our values is together is better, and it is we have each other's back. We're very. Um, we're consistent in the way that we talk about each other and we no one, I guess, blames each other. It's, oh, well, how can we help you yep. with that? Yep. Or how can, you know, oh, we've dropped the ball here. What could we do to help you in, in this circumstance? So it's, you know, we're all just here to help one another and, yep. Yep. and isn't, that, isn't that better? Yeah, yeah exactly. the us and them can happen so readily. With Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I've definitely worked in places in the past where there was that mm. us and them and, and I made a very conscious decision very early on that it wasn't, we weren't going to have that um, outlook who's talking. That yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's 40 minutes later. We've given Jack a cuddle and we've caught up on all the news and the noteworthy with the customer, the client care team. Yep. Then who's there to surprise oh. and delight us? <laughs> well, there's... We've got speech pathologists. Um, mm. That's the, the the main part of our team. So I think we're up to 11, oh no, 12. We've got someone new joining our team mm. uh, very shortly. So there's 12 speeches and we've got a music therapist yep. um, as well, which is phenomenal. We just adore working with mm. her. I, I love it. I love listening to it. And I think particularly I, I love the joint sessions. Um, with her as well is fantastic and yeah that's that's us we do have our allied health assistants as well yeah. so if you're not seeing one of us you're going out and having fun with them which they get to do so much fun yeah stuff yeah. when I hear yeah. what they get up to I was like, oh, fantastic so I'm just here with my spreadsheets feeling lonely <laughs> <laughs> exactly I'm just writing this report but that's great <laughs> you go so, out and explore the community I'm, I'm thrilled that's for right. you yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you got to yeah. got to go and do that. And you know, what a special experience to get to go out and and oh. see our clients in the community like that and, and mm. you know, working on the in such a functional way every day. I mean, we really encourage it with our clinical team, but it's you know, to really encourage the allied health assistants that they get to go out there and, and do that. It's it's pretty special. Make their difference as well. Yeah. So if there's kind of three times more humans in the business, mm. how has that kind of impacted, I guess, two things, operations and culture? Mm. So that multiplication, how did it land kind of with your systems and who does what when? Yeah, very true. Um, so I guess from an operational side of things, we, um, like myself, I took a bit of a step back. Um, from clinical stuff, I still do see clients because I just adore our work that we get to do. Um, so we have our practice manager um, full time that helps as well, but we do now have an operations manager who is mm. 
the uh, yin to my yang, I guess, is that a way of saying it? <laughs> as good as I am with out there with people and things, she is phenomenal mm. writing it all down. Well, so what difference has that role made? Oh, well, it's huge in the sense, you know, I guess things get done now rather than me just talking about it and, yeah. you know, what's going on about the whiteboard to things. reality. Exactly. Then she goes, all right, well, this, this is how it has to be done. And our, we have a um, clinician handbook that sort of steps you through things and she can spot a process where it needs to be mm. and write it out. And I don't know, the clinician handbook is very long now, so but she's mm. on, to, on to some others others now so yeah I guess and we've had to really think about I guess the structure um, of our um, team so we've got three team lead roles now to sort of Mm -hmm. help um, and they sort of are accountable for their little teams I think um, support both clinically and professionally is a really really strong focus for us Mm -hmm. Um, so we want all of our team to feel like they're really well supported and they're getting enough of that one-on-one time because, you know, with a much larger team, you know, I don't have the time to see everyone as much as we need them to. So we, you know, really planned our, um, we call it an organisational tree because it's we're all branching up and supporting mm. one another, not necessarily that top-down mm. um, approach. So, and it's really... It's so great to see, you know, some of the team that have spent a few years with us to see them grow and develop and, mm. you know, move into this new role and as team leads. It's great to see. And I think it's something as a industry yeah. in order to keep staff and to keep people in this industry. It's something that I don't think we've done particularly well industry-wide. Um particularly in private practice. Yeah, it's happening, but but yeah, no, exactly. So it's, um, it's so great that we get to then offer that um, for people. And I've got ideas of where we want it to go um, as the organization grows Mm. and where that, you know, how the tree looks after the team continues to grow. So Mm. it's incredibly exciting to think that a new graduate can come in and start with in an, a business like yours and very quickly get quite a clear sense of a pathway that isn't 18 months that could be three, four, five years with you and that they can see the stepping stones through it. Um, that's yes, just yes. as important as those beautiful um, experienced clinicians who want variety and different opportunities and project work and a bit of a different balance across their, their workday as well. So it's great mm-hmm. for recruitment, but it's really interesting for retention as well. Absolutely. And, I, and even just, just as a professional retention you know Mm. the client the day in day out client work is is a lot like it's it's wonderfully rewarding and that's why we get into it but it is really nice to think about how you can offer different sorts of Mm. types of services and um you know build in different roles we've got one of our clinicians is head of our marketing and social media uh team so she has a bit of less time with clients and more time doing um those sorts of things as mm. well as you know community engagement um thinking of ideas and um ways to get out in the community 
and different, you're right, different projects and yep. I'm really passionate. Yep. And that's the great thing about private practice in the sense that, you know, the it's the options are limitless. We can do mm. what we want. I mean, we might we might be a big old failure, but at least we knew we tried. Yep. So yep. if that, that sounds like a great idea, what can we do and how can we do it? You don't have to um, wait for approval and a three-month turnaround. Exactly, exactly. There's mm. just not all that um, red tape and yeah. and those sorts of things. And it's, you know, it's moving rapidly and changing rapidly, which is super exciting. Yeah. So all these uh, wonderful humans rattling around, you've got an operations manager who's whipping it into shape and documenting, systemizing everything that stands still. Uh, that is just such a great investment in a business to really document your operating system. It adds value to commercial value, you know, long-term. Yep. It's something you can, that will have a commercial price on it as well. Yeah. What about um, what about the impact on culture as you've gone to three to six to nine to 12 to 24? Yeah. Look, it's it's ever changing. The mm. culture changes and evolves with whoever you bring in. Mm. Um, absolutely, and I guess that just means you just need to keep talking about it. You need to keep investing mm. in it. You need to. It it really is, I guess, our number one priority as a team about how do we ensure that those values are reflecting where the team is now heading. So I know we we had um, first articulated our um, values a couple of years ago mm. and within 12 months they totally changed again. I mean, they'd evolved, I guess. Yep, yep, the, yep. The still spirit is still there. Probably anchored on some of the core, 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 core essence, but the yes. expression of them could well be different. Yeah, absolutely. And at our last workshop day, again, we did an activity around our values and going, okay, well, what do those behaviours look like? And and putting that, I think you really have to get everyone involved in that. It's mm. it's not, I, I can't be the one driving that. It really needs to be, everybody needs to believe in it. They need to know how to, mm. you know, act on And they need to feel ownership over it. It's become much bigger than me at this point. It needs to be everybody um involved with that so and it was so like it's always so great the workshop days but it was really nice to see how everybody interpreted the values and how that might look day to day Mm. is how that would reflect with our services our clients and with Mm. each other which I think is you know often the most important um part of it and then what sprung from it was right that's it let's have community committees around each value so that we can put some of these ideas together so it just sort of organically grew into this really great opportunity that everyone's like right so they've all gotten themselves into three committees as we we have three values um and each term it's going to change apparently this is this is (laughs) you better read that memo (laughs) i I better read that that was the operations manager she's got that organized um you know each term it's going to change and they're going to come together and and just try and get one thing out there that would speak to that value together mm. and it was so great watching everybody um oh, you're just standing just, there with your heart bursting with pride pretty much mm. <laughs> pretty much it's just um I feel very lucky to work with the people that I do work with mm. it just is it, they're sensational people 
Yeah. Just sounds like a buzz. Sounds like a buzz. Yeah. The other thing that I know you've done with your team is really look at um, work style, lifestyle, flexibility. And the Mm. pandemic has driven a certain amount of this, but you can do whatever you want with the learnings out of the pandemic. How's that? kind of uh, showing up in in your calendars and timetables at the moment? In our calendars. Well, we have done a, we at the end of last year, did a big um, reshuffle. So we've actually moved to a shift style of um, practice whereby Mm -hmm. you might see, you might be on the morning shift, so you'll see five clients in the morning. We all have lunch together because we can't get enough of each other. That's yeah. usually the, the biggest, and that's been the biggest thing around the whole shift. The, the I guess, the biggest um, criticism or uh, challenge. They're missing their friends. Pretty much, is that <laughs> we don't get as much time. We get more time doing the things you know outside of work, but then, mm. um, yeah, less less of that um, ad hoc sort of stuff. But anyway, we've we've got to address that too. So we all have lunch together, and then you might be on the afternoon shift. So you might see afternoon clients but if you're in the morning shift you would then have a block of time in the afternoon and that's your admin time so and then you're home exactly that's right and there's Mm. a bit of flexibility with that so if you want to work Mm. from home that's fine you can go home and do your your admin at home or you know if you're in the Mm. afternoon shift you have your um block of admin time in the morning and I guess that's sort of really developed around this idea as you said around flexibility Mm. it's sort of came home to me one um, last year, I remember one of our speeches had organised and it was a really random day in the middle of the week she'd organised for annual leave and as it was coming up to it, I was like, oh, you know, what are you what are you doing on that day? Just out of interest. She goes, oh, I've booked in the car for a service and I'm getting my hair cut and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. That's Life what you're admin. doing. Yeah, and she's like, I hope that's okay. I just never get any other time to do it. Ooh. Really? Exactly. And I was yeah. like, really? You're right. Like this is this is and the I guess the psychosocial risk factors in the in that mm. to really to think about that, particularly as um, you know, workplace health and safety legislation is um changing, if it has not already changed, but you know, slowly. Um, moving out Australia wide around, you know, it's we have to manage psychosocial risk. How do we, mm. how do we do that? You know, our our occupations, uh, it's a high cognitive load, it's a high emotional load, it's a high time mm. load. It's there's a there's a lot going on. There's a high psychosocial risk just inherent in the work that we yeah. do. So, um, and I, I that was a big moment for me because I, you know, myself I have less client load so I do have a bit more flexibility to go oh, I'll just work from home that morning and I'll be able to you know go and watch the kids mm. um at cross country whereas mm. I know I know myself with my clients you feel such guilt if you have to cancel for a personal reason or yeah. something yeah. like that and and I you know I think absolutely the pandemic has shown that these sorts of things can be done we have to think um differently in the way that we work now and you know it's an interesting way to think about well how can we offer that flexibility in this space where it is so focused on people delivery yep yeah it's people with people yeah 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 we're not we're not 
selling a service. We're not selling a product. It's we're reliant、mm. on people with people. So our we really have to take care of of the people that are <laughs> delivering that service.、Mm. You know, they are. You can't care for someone else if you're not taking care of yourself first and foremost.、Yep. So we have.、Um, You know, done a lot of work, so we've totally rescheduled all of the、um, all of our clinicians. So they're all on this、um, shift model, and the feedback has been sensational. I think、um, it's also great for our clients because they're getting extra. You know, they're getting those earlier morning、mm. appointments or those afternoon ones. So that's been really well received from the clients as well. But it's particularly for the clinicians is that they get that opportunity to. Have that workplace flexibility. They can、yeah. work from home should they should they choose to. They can,、um, you know, the afternoon、mm. is theirs as long as、um, you know the right things get done. Exactly, exactly.、Mm. So it's and it's been really, really positive. As I said, pretty much the biggest feedback has been, oh, there's less of that ad hoc time together、yeah. throughout the day.、Um, And so that just means we need to get a little bit more creative around some of the、um, social events that we do, and and、um, that's apparently one of the、um, projects that one of our values committees、mm. is on too. About I think it's called Look Who's Sporting. They've <laughs> called it that. So they're wanting to create a sporting team outside of work, which is which is really good. And that, and we, I'm very passionate about the people、mm. and our team, our talkers,、mm. and. Investing in that, and it's the shift model has been great. It allows that time you can think, you know, you can sit down and actually、mm. get the report finished rather than in fifteen-minute increments between appointments here and there. You know, you come to work knowing I've got five appointments. You know, like it's, it's yeah. You know the the um just even the the cognitive load just thinking about that and those sorts of things. We've also、um, invested really heavily in.、Um, Employee assistance program, and we've really、mm. found a local organisation that just aligns so beautifully with our values. And、um, and I've done a lot of work with them in particular. But I, I think it's also finding, you know, people who are trained in this. Like I, I don't, I don't know how to manage these、Absolutely. conversations. Yeah, exactly, exactly.、And、I probably best、yeah. that you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, in a really good way, because、yeah. so many business owners do step into this counselling life coach role, and possibly it could be better managed in more differently professional hands. Yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely,、mm. and they're just—it's—it's、um, it's really wonderful working with them. That we've got them coming in、um, each month and doing a lunch and learn、um, around particular topics. So I have a bit of a. A passion around this topic of professional resilience. I do think it is the biggest missing skill in our workforce. Oh, what do you define it as? Professional. I think it's that that capacity to、um, to to be able to continue to stay in this industry in a changing industry、mm. whilst managing yourself. First、yep. and foremost, I think we are mostly we get into this. You know, we get into allied health because we care and we want to help people.、Mm. We're natural empaths, but we really don't learn、help、the、ourselves. skills. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> we don't、bit. learn. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we mm. don't learn it at uni. We don't learn how to, you know, how do you establish professional boundaries? Mm-hmm. We don't learn that as a skill. Um, we don't learn, you know, just, you know, how do you manage the emotional wear and tear of the everyday job that you have? Mm. We're trained to deliver evidence-based practice, but how often are we actually funded in order to be able to deliver evidence-based practice? Yep. Yep. You know, that that's a constant negotiation and a constant, you know, that emotional wear and tear. The, you know, it's this age of compliance, mm. um, you know, and the... You know, the benchmarks and the goal there is constantly changing and adapting and it's something we have to keep, you know, adjusting to and, oh, yes, now we've got to write the reports this way and we've got to do that, which is, you know, it, it all adds to yeah, the load. Um, yeah, the absolute load. Mm. So it's, you know, to me, professional resilience, and I, I really don't see it as just a, an individual um, skill, I think, in order for it to work really well you have to create a workplace culture that supports professional resilience and makes it a part of the conversation and empowers mm. your team with those skills and keeps building upon them. I think it's a part of the leadership. You know, yeah. we need to value it. It needs to be a part of everyday discussions and needs to be a part of your professional learning um, agenda, I guess, for yeah. want of a better word. And it does. There is that part where we have to build that in our people you know they have to mm-hmm. learn those skills at the end of the day you can have a really supportive wonderful workplace but if you're not if the people don't know how to do it or you know it it kind of comes mm. up against it so but I, I really do think it i i believe it's the greatest threat to our industry at this point in time and yep. you can see that in the huge um burnout rates and things like that it's resignation even, with nowhere else to go Exactly. Or that, you know, mm. people jumping here, there and everywhere through to mm. different organisations. And I really think it's it's just this piece of I think we're, we're missing the opportunity in our training to learn some of that. And then as an industry to go, right, we really need to continue to work on these skills because it, we we don't learn it. And they, they're such an important part of what it is to be an allied health professional. Yeah. You've done well to uh, partner with a EAP program who gets it. And increasingly they've repositioned themselves in the last couple of years, especially to have a preventative role rather than a pickup role. Uh, Absolutely. And the fact that they're coming in and they're part of that psychosocial safety piece. uh, Yeah. No fear. You know, they're, they're familiar faces. You know, you're breaking down the barriers for any team members to pick up the phone and say, can you talk me through something or other? Yeah. We try to have reframed it as it's a professional debrief. It's not yeah. a counselling session. It's yeah. a professional debrief. Um, and it's so helpful to get um, sometimes just to have that external person to talk to mm. and and think about, you know, how to to work on those problems and just have someone to to talk mm. to talk through these it? things yes much more now it took a little right. a little yeah. bit but I think yeah. having um so the lunch and learn is really good I think Jeanette from Dalian Ritchie is is our 26th member of the team she's a pseudo <laughs> member of the team she's um we do love her and she's fantastic coming in and working um with us 
Um, and we, what we did to actually encourage it a little bit more is actually get one of the counsellors to come in and join those lunch and learns, but actually stay for a few hours on site mm-hmm. um, to walk around to kind of take away that um, stigma. I think we often go, oh, look, it's just not that bad. I don't, like, it's yeah. not terrible. Just, I don't need, I need to a good night's sleep. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, it's rather than thinking this is a preventative management measure you know and I might learn a skill here or learn an opportunity whereby Mm. oh I see I I never really thought about establishing that sort of boundary and or having that difficult conversation Mm. you know we don't get trained in how to navigate these conversations and there's nothing really I mean obviously in with um psychologists there's a lot more um sort of best practice mm, articulated around yep. yeah, yeah exactly but you know for OT speech music therapy all these there's nothing but we're working in a very similar space and it's getting yep. more and more complicated the clients and things that you just see in the family dynamics and um we're still but we don't get the same yeah Pressure. we just yeah. don't learn how to uh how to do that so it's it's well worth mm. the time and the investment mm. and, um, you know, I'm learning so much about it. I think one of our recent ones was on professional boundaries and Jeanette was talking about time as a professional boundary and I'd never thought of it. Mm. I'd never thought my time was a professional boundary. And I'm like, you're right. It's, you know, just, just little things like that that you go, you're right, yeah. Yes. That's why that went wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm constantly 20 minutes over all the time. You know, yeah. I'm not articulating that well. And that all adds up. That's why yeah. I'm working till yeah. 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, well, we've all, it just reminds me, we've all seen posts and heard colleagues and the likes that say, can you believe it? You know, my clients email me at 11 o'clock at night. Yes. And then you just think, okay, well, Where's the problem with that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why do you know? Why are you checking? Exactly. It's okay not to reply at 11.05, you know. It, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's you know, allowing yourself to go, no, it's. Oh, I can wait. It's, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're at work at 9 o'clock the next morning, yep. you know. That's when you can reply, not yep. at. Or even yeah. at 10 or 11, you know. Yeah, <laughs> when you get to it. Yeah, when you get to it, when you get to it. Yeah. Oh, that is so interesting. It, it's just a research project in the making, though, isn't it? I think so. I, like, And there is, a, you know, there's a fair bit out there because I've delved into it mm. um, quite a bit. And actually at our last um, workshop we, we talked a bit about professional resilience and we have now energy friends at work. Um so everybody has an energy friend where you get to share. And I think that was a really big um, learning concept for us. Mm. I don't know if you've um, no, explained that a little. Of, that dis- discretionary energy, surge energy, surge capacity, those mm-hmm. sorts of things. So looking at, you know, well, looking at how you're thriving, surviving mm. or overwhelm and it's, um, you know, in order to be thriving, you need to have extra energy. So how are you building that extra energy? Yeah. And I think that was, I know, for Haley, my energy friend, uh, and I, that was a big thing for us mm. when we were off doing a, a workshop recently around it, going, I had never thought about building energy 
I think we so often just go, I won't go and go for that walk this afternoon because I'm just going to save energy. I'm too tired. Rather than going, actually, if I go and do that, I've built energy. I've got extra energy. Yep. Um, Mitochondria is the new chocolate. Well, mitochondria (laughs) love chocolate. So anyways. Well, exactly. So, you, (laughs) you know, you just, you just don't think of it in that that mm. way and that fact that you know we need to be we need that extra energy in order to you know cope yep. with how do you create it and store it yep. exactly exactly mm. absolutely so and how do you have you know when that surge capacity when you when you know something goes wrong in your personal life and you need yep. that extra energy in order to deal with that it's mm. you know we all go through different stages of thriving mm. surviving overwhelm but you know you want to try and spend most of your time in thriving and it really is a skill professional resilience is a skill to learn and I think you know I think most of us think oh you're either resilient Mm. or you're not it's a skill like any other that we should be investing um, particularly professionally in order Mm. to you know keep people in this industry yeah as is the ability to know and manage your personal energy as well they just snuggle in together so beautifully absolutely absolutely Mm. like it does we all need to learn um you know how to do that and and yeah I think uh, I was reading something recently talking about surge capacity and um I can't remember the author off the top of my head but it was a really interesting article about whether that this idea that you know throughout this entire pandemic we've really been sitting using that surge capacity has been taken up in the last two and a half years just going we don't know what's going to happen here yep not sure you know what tomorrow is going to bring the energy that that takes out of you and I think that's why you know particularly um you know this is the time of the great resignation and that period of of batteries absolutely Mm. absolutely that's a huge part of it so yeah. Mm, watch this space. Speaking of yeah. watching spaces, you you um, mentioned conference. Yes. A little way back. Yes. What is it that you guys do that ends up in a conference? Oh, glad you've asked. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we pretty much live for the conference. Um so at the end of the year, we kind of time it with our um, Christmas party. So last year it was actually two days. We went away for two days. Um, we couldn't go very far, so we just went to the Gold Coast. Um, but, yeah, so we spend a couple of days. We give – it's really an opportunity for each of us to present individually. Mm. So we try and um, – Let's set the scene here. Like yes. we're in a conference facility and there are tables. Yeah. And there's a screen yes. and a projector and slide decks and oh, absolutely. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. Name well, tags. Spend... No. Name tag. Always. No, no, no. Always. 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 Yes. We've okay. always got. Yeah. I think the we... lanyard, the whole thing, the pen. Yeah. We we sometimes go a little bit cash at the conference. There's definitely blocks of chocolate. Yeah. Um, it's a whole jack... profesh setup. Okay, and everyone yeah, presents. Yeah. Absolutely. So everybody has um, presents. So our client care team, they all present mm. as well. So the the entire team present. And last year it was over two days. So we spent two nights down at um, the Gold Coast. And, yeah, so we're, you know, it's, mm. it's pretty profesh. We, Why do you do it? I think it's a really great opportunity to give everybody the opportunity to practice those skills. Yeah. 
to work towards something that's a again you know it's like almost like a different project to have a think about and mm. you know to spend that time researching putting it together it's also just a great opportunity to spend a few days mm. together and mm. see each other in a different way and in a different light um I, I think it's it's also I guess a bit of an opportunity to be a little bit more professional um you know to actually go there we we're serious about yeah find your shoes job. yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> that's it um you know it's an opportunity to wear a dress which we never get to do in our, in our day-to-day work, work but it's, yeah 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 because we spend most of it on the floor um it I just think it's a really great opportunity to um you know practice different skills give yeah. everyone that op- opportunity we do do workshop days throughout the year as well so we have one workshop day mm. a term um where it's again so people who are really interested in presenting can do so we get some guest speakers in those sorts of things and they're often really great opportunities to work on you know if if you know we've got a um, monthly focus or, or mm. you know something going on in at look who's talking it gives the opportunity for us all to get together and really brainstorm you know come up with solutions what's what's our um, you know our focus this month is outstanding onboarding and how we're revamping how we onboard our um clients and their families mm. um, so it gives everyone that opportunity to work Contribute. together the conference yeah, is con- next level it is. It is mm. really next. It is really next um, level, and it's just it's a lot of fun um, to work to work towards that. It gives us all a common goal to look forward mm. to. It, and as I said before, I do think it's an opportunity for us to be like, yeah, we're actually professionals, and we yep. have a lot to contribute. And, and they're fantastic. Like I'm always blown away mm. away by you know, seeing everybody present in that in in that way and yeah. um, you know, to really encourage um getting out there and doing it more in the community mm. um mm. as well. So but it is the conference is um a really great, a really great couple of days. It's yeah. it's something, you know, I talk starts sort of in July. <laughs> what are you already, wearing? <laughs> yeah, that's it. We've already got the um the dates booked. They're all yep. Yep, They're not negotiable. Not negotiable. You wouldn't want to miss all... it. <clears throat> no, no, it's the highlight of the year. That's what we're still talking about the last conference yeah. now. But so. that that's what culture is about. You know, I've just reread some of Simon Sinek stuff, and culture is storytelling and narratives and the stories that yeah. you share. So um you're building memories and layering on the narrative for 2023. Yeah, absolutely. Very true, actually. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of it in that way, that storytelling aspect. And as a speechy, I should have. Yeah, that's okay. Quiet note to self. (laughs) The other thing uh, I love about it is it totally celebrates the homegrown heroes. It's not that the grass is greener and that you have to bring in the the big name speakers and whiz-bang clinicians. It's we are enough people. We are more than enough. We are great at what we do. And we're going to share it. Yeah, you're so right. It really is such a celebration mm. of, of everyone that we 
you know, all of our talkers. Mm. It's an absolute um, celebration. And, and I, you know, to see, and I really particularly love watching how people have changed, you know, through uh-huh. the years. I, I adore it. I just you go, yeah, remember that? Remember last year when you presented to now? Like, look at the look at the change and it, mm. as a professional as a person but you know also clinically like look at the way that you're talking thinker. about things yeah like it really mm. um we we invest a lot in our professional development um our professional learning at, at the mm. who's talking so and it's just great to see when that really starts to shift yeah, and they really in. start to con- take mm. control um mm of that learning it just skyrockets then and you can it's you can really see that and you can see them wanting then the feedback like tell me what can I do how yep, yep. what could I do next time and then that sparks a conversation for and they're planning the next conference on the drive home <laughs> absolutely absolutely lots of thinking about where we could go that's yes certainly. yes I'm, I'm anticipating Fiji or <laughs> hands or <laughs> Getting that on a does, plane before that you know it. That sounds very similar to the conversations mm. we're currently having. So mm. it is great to see them. So we've got a few minutes left, and I and I guess we need to acknowledge that we are hopefully, she says with fingers yeah. crossed, at the yeah. tail end of a pandemic kind of phase. Yeah. Uh, and whilst there is political and international tension and just the last throes of Omicron or whatever we've all had. She says (laughs) coughing, literally coughing. (laughs) You can edit that bit out or not. What do you think the next kind of 12 months is going to bring for Aussie allied health business? What's your crystal ball saying? Oh, gee, that's a really... Yeah, if you could just solve all those problems. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Mm. no worries. Um, How many minutes have I got? Um, I think it really is a, I think, and I don't think it's just allied health. I think it's, um, you know, um, workforce wide that I really think it is a a time to reflect on what everyone really wants out of work. Mm. Um, now I, you know, it's, it really is a time to, to listen to the employees and really go, yeah, yeah. What, what what does the workforce need to do to shift so that we're able to give mm. you what you want? Because I I think we've all had this opportunity to 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 be more flexible. We've had to be more flexible. Well, why can't we stay that way? Yeah. You know, what what are we going to do? So I think we will see, particularly in allied health, I really do think we will see more of that. I would I I hope that we see more of that mm. it, because I think we do need to really look at you know how do we keep our workforce in in Happy the and safe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely because yep. it's you know most of the people I went to uni with are no longer practicing. Really? Gosh. Ab- yeah, absolutely. And so you you you've got to think all that knowledge and experience is then the resources going as just, well. Yeah, yes, disappeared. Yes. Absolutely. So I think, you know, we really have to think about how does that shift and how do you evolve people's mm. careers so that they're still in it yep. and providing that yeah. experience. My word at the moment for contemplation is sustainability. 
So oh, just yes. That just sits on my um, monitor and I, I think now I'm kind of with you with a lot of that thinking is what do we have to do as humans to sustain ourselves and our colleagues and our communities and our planet and whatever else we need to sustain? There's probably more things on the list. <laughs> There's lots of things to mm. sustain. Mm. But, yeah, I, I think it really is. A, a, it will be very interesting to see how it all shifts and it may I think it will probably be longer than 12 months yeah to really see yeah. the full um repercussions of, of mm. this sort of thing and I think it's you know you've you've kind of got to roll with the change and be brave yeah. to to think outside the box and to think about how you can mm. change work differently yeah work differently and it's very much well there's a lot more conversation about how work fits into life rather than how life fits into work yeah so what is the role of work what is the human role of or the human role in work yeah and how's work going to happen yeah yeah doesn't matter where it happens we already know it can happen anywhere just got to get the time zones right for me (laughs) (laughs) yes relevant yeah yeah, exactly. So, it's, mm. yes, the world, yeah, and I think it's there's just this time to try new things, mm. to innovate. And, I, you know, Allied Health, I don't think we're particularly, we haven't really shaken up the industry all too much no. over the years. I, I know um, some contacts sort of within the NDIA and going they would have liked Allied Health to be perhaps more innovative within, yeah. you know, when we're thinking. Yeah, cool. Fair call. You know, the old NDIS. So, you know, now's the time to jump on board mm. and think about it. Yep. Bring some projects into play. Be prepared to get it right, get it wrong, fix it fast. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And bring everybody involved in that, you know, help, mm. you know, get get everyone in your team in, involved in that. It's They often come up with extraordinary ideas and yeah and you know to to really I guess empower the people that you're working with to follow what they're passionate about and we have such a unique position in um you know private practice in particular to be able to really think about that and 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 do it give it a go yeah there's sizable risk in this current context for if you don't if you don't, if you actually don't change your service yep. delivery model, if you don't change yep. your employment models, if you don't change your mindsets, yep. freshen up what a work, you know, what a, you know, I don't like the concept work-life balance. I just don't think they're measuring the right, comparing yeah. the right variables, what a life balance lifestyle looks like. Yes. You're yep. going to be left behind. You're not going to be the crowd favourite as a destination employer, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And I think... You know, thinking then, you know, you really, as business owners, you really have to then invest in that energy for yourselves mm-hmm. so that you have the capacity and the energy to 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 go, all right, I'm prepared to shift, I'm prepared <laughs> yep. to change, yep. I'm prepared to do that. That does take a lot of energy and yeah. we've spent the last two and a half years, you know, changing constantly. Yep, yep. Um, and just you know but they're not wanting change but they're wanting it, change but they're not wanting it and then getting it exactly. not like that's that's exactly it's that's my um <laughs> whole perspective on the NDIS I think it's the most incredible thing mm. you know it's challenging absolutely and you know yes it's constantly changing but that is also its strength 
you know, it is responsive to feedback. It Whilst it's annoying and it would be nice yep. if, you you know, if things stay the same, but we don't want things to stay, stay the same. We, yeah. if that's the great thing about it. And I remember very early on going, I'm not going to think negatively about it, about the NDIS. Mm. It's just, yes, that's a challenge. But it's there at to be least, adapted with. <clears throat> that's right. Mm. At least they're changing. And I think you've, you've got to have that um opinion about your business as well and 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 what you're um offering to to your clients and to your um Team. people that you're working with yeah, yeah because it's yeah i think you're right you will be left behind if you're mm. not really thinking about what you can do i think we're already seeing it a bit which is interesting yes mm. yeah mm. absolutely well, you and Jack, if he was around, can have the talking um, stick for the last moment. Is he there? He's probably, no, he's probably no, out. No, he's not. He's not the here truth. at the moment. He is. What would you like, what um, thoughts would you like to kind of leave listeners with? That's a really good one. What would I like to, I think what I would like to leave them with is don't be afraid to be guided by the people that you work with. I think in private practice, you can get bogged down in in, in your vision and what you want it to be. Mm. I think you, in order to to grow it and for it to become something that lasts, it has to be about our vision yeah. and our yeah. dream. It's it's only as good as everybody there. Yeah. Oh. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. She just lands it. She just lands it. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Boom! I'm out. Night drop. <laughs> thanks for thanks for dropping by. No, no worries. It was really good. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.